0: I'm super excited about this whole month. This whole month we are going to be talking about beliefs and beliefs are the key. Actually, they're more like the doorway through which you walk to create the life that you are intended to live. And then what I mean by that is that you cannot live a life. You cannot create a result. Remember the model guys, right? CTFAR, the thoughts create the feelings that drive the actions that determine the results. You cannot have the results that you want in your life without believing in the story about yourself to match those results so it's all about belief it all begins with the thought the, the thought line right in the model it begins there and you have to believe it it has to be a belief so we're going to talk about beliefs this whole month because that's what we're doing in the spartans in the spartan academy we are talking about how to believe new things And so the first thing I want to do is talk about beliefs. And then the rest of this month, we're going to talk about some of the beliefs that people think are facts. And that is kind of, that's really the defining characteristic of a belief is that people think that their beliefs are facts. But before I get into that, guys, I want to tell you something that I just put on the Alpha Male Coach website, and it is a brand new course, an eight-lesson course. Course. It's the indomitable self-confidence course. I used to teach this course as a mastermind, and now it is available to you, for you, as a do-it-on-your-own, on-your-own pace, in-your-home program that you can start today. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. I'm really excited about the course. You know, I'm going to put together a couple other courses, Amazing Relationships and Intentional Behavior. But the Indomitable Self-Confidence course, because it used to be a mastermind, I've taught it many, many times. And I started as a confidence course, as you guys know, be- before becoming a, a, conf- a, a cognitive mastery coach. Starting as a confidence coach, it's really like the wheelhouse. I love talking about it and putting all the stuff that I could into eight lessons was a challenge. I'll be honest with you. It was a challenge because there's so many things, there's so many concepts to explain and teach when it comes to building the three pillars of indomitable self-confidence. But it is an amazing course. It is a standalone course. It is all inclusive and I love it. And I have it's now being offered to you guys on the Alpha Male Coach website. Also, if you haven't already, go to iTunes and leave me a five-star rating, leave me a review. You guys that have done that, I appreciate it. Our reviews, our ratings are blasting. They're going through the roof. We're getting almost to 200. Our goal is 500. Thank you guys for doing that. If you haven't, and you guys that don't listen to iTunes, thank you for the emails. I know some of you guys cannot leave me those reviews and you're sending me emails telling me that and telling me how much you appreciate the podcast, which is just as good as a review. I love it. I love hearing that you guys are out there loving the show. All right, let's talk about beliefs. Beliefs are well they're they're really misunderstood. Now, they're not as misunderstood as relationships, but again, relationships are beliefs as well, right? Because all relationships are thoughts, and that's really what beliefs are. Beliefs are like thoughts on steroids, right? So they are thoughts. All beliefs are thoughts, but not all thoughts are beliefs. So it's kind of like that, you know, like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Like that square is a special rectangle. Well, a belief is a special kind of thought. It's a bulked up thought. It's a thought that you've thought over and over and over again so many times, in fact, that you think it's a fact. And I'm going to get back to that in a second because that's kind of like the defining characteristic. There's a lot of dis descriptive characteristics of what a belief is. And one of them is a thought on steroids, right? We can kind of describe it that way. It's like a thought that you've thought over and over and over again. So your brain is a network of neurons, okay? Network of neurons. So we call it a neural net, (laughs) which is kind of funny, right? It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Brain scientists, they are very clever. They call a network of neurons a neural net, but when this neural net, what we have is all this electrical and chemical and cellular uh, stuff happening all at once. And I'm not going to get into like the neuroscience because it's very complex and it's outside the scope of this particular episode. But with all that going on, when you think, you create tangible matter, you create gray matter, you create a part of the neural net having to do with you know the neurons and the synapses and the axons and everything that goes on all the cellular all the actual tangible stuff in your brain you create that with your thoughts and the more you think it the stronger that gray matter the stronger that cellular connection becomes so it's almost like a muscle right it's almost like a muscle that you're working and the more you think a thought that's when you think it over and over and over it's like doing a repetition over and over and over you're 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 making that thought stronger the same way you would make a muscle stronger by doing reps with it now of course to make a muscle stronger what do you have to do you have to push that muscle that contractile potential beyond its capacity right you have to stress it out so when you stress it out and you push it past its capacity then it adapts to that new level capacity and now you're stronger right and it's the same way with a thought when you're thinking a thought over and over and over again and then you feel it and you act on it and you see it you start to your brain looks for it it looks for that evidence it's like making it stronger it's reinforcing it and that's another part of beliefs as your beliefs as your thoughts start to become beliefs your brain uses neutral circumstances to reinforce them as evidence. So it makes itself stronger and it reinforces the strength of this thought. And eventually when the thought, when it becomes so strong, it starts to release that neurochemical, right? That biochemical. And that's what we know as emotion. If you've listened to any of the other podcasts, you probably know that emotions and feelings are similar, but different emotions create feelings. Emotions are biochemicals. They are tangible, observable. You know we know what these are. These are neurotransmitters, and they are released when the thought, when the neuron net is strong enough to put those emotions out there. Now I want you to understand, guys. It's not a switch, okay? It's and it's and it's it's not like an on off. It's all of a sudden like I thought this thought a hundred times and I have no emotional response, and then I think this thought a hundred one times, and all of a sudden, bam! I'm feeling stuff. That's not the way it works. As you think the thought. You're releasing chemical, but it's the intensity at which you feel that, that is increasing. And as you strengthen that thought, as you strengthen that belief, eventually it becomes very, very strong. That's why the stronger the emotion, the stronger the feeling, the stronger the belief. Because it's a very, very strong thought. Now, beliefs are binding and they are separating. Okay. Now, they're binding and they're separating for, because of their defining characteristic. And there's kind of two defining characteristics that go together. And I'm going to get to that in one second. But I want you guys to know that beliefs are binding and they are separating. Because in their separating nature, what they do is we find a place to disagree, essentially, when we disagree with someone, we take our beliefs, right, the what we think is true about ourselves in the world, and we push it against somebody else's beliefs and what they think is true about the world. And if there's a disagreement, the thought is, I'm right there wrong, right? Maybe you've heard of this before. Maybe this has happened to you before, my friend, right? Where you're thinking this person is wrong, they need to be fixed, they need to be changed, they need to be convinced that... What I am telling them is true. Okay. Now, if that's the case, if there is a contention, then by definition, almost by definition, we know it's a belief, right? Now, of course, there are some facts that people contend and, you know, we're just going to dismiss that as well. Okay, whatever. But most of the time when there is contention, when there's disagreement, it's because what the disagreement is over is a belief. It's not a fact because facts are things that everyone would agree to. That's something we know about facts and circumstances. For example, the world being round, I know that's something everybody would agree to. And if somebody says, hey, the world is flat, we don't really engage in a, we don't try to convince them that the world is round. We just kind of allow them to do their thing because we know that the world is round. It's not a fact that we're going to argue over, but we do argue over beliefs because beliefs have that sort of emotional that beliefs have more to do with our identity than they do with the world facts have to do with the world gravity we're not going to argue it's like look you can believe in gravity if you want It doesn't make a difference to me it exists it's there it it it's 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 gravity right we're all what goes up must come down happens Same thing with the world being round. But when it comes to our personal beliefs, when it comes to our identity, we feel very defensive and very protective about these things. So we struggle and we try very hard to control and get people to believe what we believe, especially the people that we want close to us and in our lives. So that's something we know about beliefs and they're separating in that way when we disagree and they can be. Binding when we agree. Now, I want you guys to understand one thing before getting into the defining characteristic here is that the more specific a belief gets, the more separating a belief gets. Now, that's just for your own edification. Something for you to think about is that on a large scale, when we have commonly held beliefs, beliefs that are very, you know, in- inclusive and broad and general, like love each other right? Be loving, be kind, be generous with each other. Most people are going to be on board with that belief. Most people are going to say, yeah, that's a generally, generally way that we want to treat other human beings. And we all hold that beliefs. But as we get more specific with our beliefs in terms of how to do that or what ways to do that or what religion to follow in, 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 in how that's executed or even what government, like in what types of governments or what kind of laws do we have, want to enforce How we treat each other—all of those kinds of beliefs—they get more specific, and as they get more specific, they start to separate us. They separate us through our religious beliefs, through our political beliefs, through the, uh, the boundaries of our nations, and so on and so forth. And then we get even more separating when we get even more specific, and we get very personal with our beliefs. The more specific and personal and complex. And detailed our beliefs are, the more likely they are to be in contention or disagreement with other people. And that is where they start to separate us. Now, here's the thing. Here's the defining characteristic of a belief. And it's very important you guys understand this because it is the key to unlocking the door of mastering belief, of cognitive mastery, because beliefs are cognition, right? They are thoughts. And How you can start to change your beliefs, how you can start to create the results that you want in your life through the story you tell yourself about yourself. Here's the defining characteristic, guys. It's two. One is that they are mistaken as facts. Okay? People think beliefs are facts. People don't know that their beliefs are thoughts, that they've chosen to believe, that they have a choice, and that they have chosen to have these thoughts, that these thoughts are not true for everyone, but they are true for Them. That's number one. And number two is that the belief will elicit an emotional response. We know a thought is different from a belief when we have an emotional response to it. We don't always have emotional responses with thoughts. I can think anything I want. Thoughts are infinite. I can think there is a purple pancake floating in space orbiting by a Rubik's Cube being danced on by unicorns who spend their days practicing Japanese and the violin or the flute. Who knows? Like, who cares? But if you picture that in your mind, so what? Like, there's no, like, that's a thought. It's just a thought, <laughs> right? Like, there's no emotional response to that. There might be laughter to that. There might be some sort of silliness, but that's different. That That's a bodily reaction having to do with something else entirely. But when you think about that thought, it's like, okay, there's no emotional response there. But when you get into thoughts that you believe that feel like facts and all of a sudden boom you are heavily into an emotional response because your brain doesn't know the difference your brain gives you that emotional response in order to create action so thoughts are infinite you can think anything facts same thing on the other side of the spectrum they don't create emotions either they don't have an emotional response either but they are they're facts just are what are they do not have any control right we do not have any control on facts The facts just, they exist out there. They're things everybody would agree to. These are things that are objective. So what we have on one side, the thought that is infinite. You can choose to think anything you want completely into your own free will and volition. On the other side, we have facts that are completely out of your control. You cannot choose. They are what they are. But both thoughts and facts have no emotional response. It's the the mesh between the two. It's the integration of belief where we think our thoughts are facts. That's where we get the emotional response response that's where emotion comes from and that's how we drive our action that's why it is the doorway guys because facts are our lives facts are circumstances facts is the perfection that we exist in fact is the is the human life right the human experience you you exist in fact like fact is the water that the fish swims in Right. For us as humans, it's just that constantly unfolding kaleidoscope of perfection that we know as the present moment. And when you have that constantly unfolding in front of you, it is how you integrate your thoughts, the infinite choice that you have in order to repeat and and practice and with effort turn into belief. That's the key. That's the path to intentional living. That's the path to intentionally creating your life. So that's what a belief is. A belief is a thought on steroids. It's a thought we've thought over and over that we mistake as a fact and gives us an emotional response. Now, where do beliefs come from? Beliefs come from our past. I mean, beliefs come from our memory. I understand this, guys. Thoughts Are in the present. There is no such thing as an old thought. You can be thinking about the past, but you're thinking about the past in the present. So there's no such thing as an old thought. But I do want you to know that a belief is a practiced. Thought. So even though you are thinking it now in the present and it's happening now, it's a thought that's coming from your past because it's over and over and over. It's something that's familiar to you. It feels comfortable. Even if the emotion is uncomfortable, even if the belief that you have is creating an uncomfortable emotion, the thought itself is familiar and comfortable because it's been repeated so many times. It's like, yeah, there it is again. It's almost like being feeling comfortable in misery, right? Because you know it's there. It's like, oh yeah, I'm feeling self-pity again, or oh yeah, I'm feeling depression again, or oh yeah, I'm feeling jealousy again. It's like it's there in its state of uneasy comfort, right? And so you have this happening sort of all the time because of the past. But understand guys, it's still happening right here in the moment, so beliefs come from our memory. They come from that neural network. Again, they come from those thoughts that we've strengthened and thought and over and over thought and, <laughs> and we have thought over and over and over again. So essentially, what I want you to know is that our beliefs come from our childhood. If we've never really had the um, education, if we've never had the training, if we've never had the coaching on how to elevate the alpha state, you know, sort of bring up that alpha adult brain that human brain then our belief system was created in our childhood our belief system was created as we were creating our story about the world and that comes from childhood that comes from when we were kids and we had our parents teaching us lessons and our society culture teaching us lessons and our teachers teaching us lessons and we were bringing in all of this information about the world through the eyes of a small human who did not have the ability to survive on their own. And here's that, and that's the thing, guys. Like human beings, because it's 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 so ironic and so amazing, because it's because of our prefrontal cortex, it's because of our alpha state, right? It's because of our big brains that we have to be born premature. Human beings are a species that is born premature because. Our brains, our big old heads, have to fit out of the female body, right? Like we got to get out of out of our mothers. And if we get out of our mothers, we got to do that before the brain is fully developed. otherwise, we're going to split our mother in two, right? We're going to split this woman in two, so we come out, but we're born premature, so we can't survive on our own. Like as babies, like we up until you know very, very late in childhood, we really can't survive on our own, you know. Maybe now in today's innovative and technologically advanced society, we could maybe around four five, six, we could start to survive on all. But think about a four five, six year old out in, you know, 10,000, 20,000 years ago. I mean, that is just a tiger's dream, right? Like that's a predator's dream. So it takes training and you have to become a hunter and you have to know what kind of plants to eat you know hunter gather you have to learn these things so human beings can have never been able to survive on their own until later on in life and because of that as we develop our stories about the world and our stories about ourselves it always comes from fear it always comes from that place of safety and security of i need to survive and in order to survive i am dependent on my parents the tribe you know, other people because I can't survive on my own. So our brain is developing and creating a belief system of dependency, right? Of dependency and scarcity. There's not enough. You know, I need to make sure that there's enough for me and it's given to me by these people of safety and security. And that is that animal brain autopilot. Remember the motivational triad. (laughs) You guys know this to seek pleasure, avoid pain and work as efficiently as possible. And that's what the brain did in order to create the current belief system. The question is always being asked, and this is the beta condition, guys. Now, I come down hard on the beta condition, but understand the beta condition is not a bad thing. It's a very important thing. It's our child brain. It's the first way we start to interpret the world around us, what it means to be human. And the first question that's always being asked by the brain in that developmental beta condition state, that state of dependency and of, you know, I need to, I need help in order to be raised and, be, and survive is, does it keep me safe? Does it keep me secure? And so as you look at the world and say, does it keep me safe? Does it keep me secure? You start to build these beliefs about yes or no. Yes or no. Does it keep me safe to make this person happy? Yes, because then they're happy and they'll keep me happy, right? Then they'll support me and they'll keep me alive. Boom. The belief system of people pleasing begins. Now where the beta condition, where that the child brain is saying, and I say the child brain, but it's the beta condition, right? It's the safety brain, it's the animal brain, where the, where that, the animal brain is looking in the world full of, it's saying, you know, there's scarcity, it's hostile, I need to be safe, I need to be secure, I'm afraid, I need to stay in the cave. That beta condition is does it keep me safe, does it keep me secure? The alpha state is does it serve my future, right? Does it serve creation? Because again, it's more of like, it's looking into the future. It knows that safety is a state of mind. Safety is not a guarantee. Safety is not something that you can uh, uh, count on a guarantee or, or, or plan for. It's, it's, it's a thought, it's a feeling, right? So you create your feelings, right? self alpha state knows you create safety, security through cognition. And if you are feeling insecure, if you're feeling doubt, then you know you can handle those emotions because of indomitable self-confidence. So with the Alpha State, you're in a much different place. You're in a state of creation, a state of giving, instead of a state of safety, security, right? Sort of that state of taking or hiding. So that's where beliefs come from. They come from our past, but they are always... Decided by us in the present moment. We can choose to have any belief we want But in order to change our beliefs, we have to know what our beliefs are The first thing we have to know is what our beliefs are and I've given you guys this algorithm before too. first We find out what our beliefs are by separating our beliefs from the facts, which is the big first step That's the 80% move then we observe that belief with compassion and before determining What we want to feel right what do we want to be what do we want to feel and we go on to create and practice the thought with the feeling in order to make that happen but that's so difficult that's so difficult that's so much easier said than done and the reason why it's so difficult the reason why it's so hard to change beliefs is for a lot of reasons number one a lot of people don't even know that they have the power to change beliefs there is a belief (laughs) there's a belief that some people have that beliefs are inherent, right? That I believe what I believe because I was born to believe this, right? Sort of like, this is, just, I'm, th- this is just the way I am and I'm born to believe this. Now that is kind of like not knowing that your belief is a belief. It's kind of like thinking that your belief is a fact, right? Like I believe, like if you believe that you're not good at organizing, like that skill, like I've never been a good organizer. I don't believe I'm a good organizer. There's kind of this belief that they don't think that, these people, they don't think that they have the ability to become a good organizer because they don't know that it's a belief. They think that's just an inherent fact about them. So it kind of goes along with that. And that's 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 the big one, right? That's the big one is that the hardest way, the hard, the, the, the reason why it's so hard for most people to change a belief is because they don't know that what they're thinking is a thought. They don't know that it is a belief at all. They think it's a fact, That's the big thing. That is the major reason why beliefs are so hard to change. I will get on consultation calls with student candidates and even with my students too. I'll get on calls with my students and even myself, I'll be talking to my brother. My brother will hit me too. He'll be like, bro, is that a thought or a fact, right? And if you guys have been on a consultation call with me or heard any of these podcasts, you know that that's my thing, right? It's like, I'll hit you with that. Is that a thought or a fact? Is that a thought or a fact? And you guys will most people will tell me it's a fact. I know, of course, it's a thought because I'm listening to you and I know what the thoughts are, but you will tell me it's a fact. And as soon as you tell me it's a fact, I know it's a belief. I know that you are so strongly attached to it that you really honestly think that everybody else thinks the same way, that you really honestly think that that's just the way the world is, or that's just the way you are. That's just the way all people would think. But I'll tell you something. That's The power of coaching. The power of coaching is to help you identify that your beliefs are not facts, my friend. Your beliefs are exactly what is holding you back from your personal greatness. And the reason why is because you don't think you can change them because you think that they're unchangeable. You think that they're facts. It's so hard to get out of these beliefs because you don't know you can That's why I keep saying 80% of the move is separating facts from thoughts, separating circumstance from thoughts, doing those models, looking at those thought downloads. Because guys, when you can do that, when you start to, when your brain shatters that glass ceiling of limiting belief or like i like to say like ripping it have you ever been watched like wwf you know hulk hogan when he tears his shirt he gets on the he gets into the room and just rips his shirt just right over. it's the same thing you're just shredding the fabric of belief, you're tearing it, you're pulling apart the thoughts from the facts and you're looking at them and observing the two in separation rather than in integration, which is what the belief is, where you think, okay, I have these thoughts, but they're facts because I feel them and they're true and everybody else would think of too. And when you separate them, when you tear them apart and you can see your thoughts, your subjectivity around that objective fact, that my friend is where the real change begins that's 80% of the move but that's what's so difficult is because of the emotional experience that they're tied to and that's why processing emotion is one of the things that i teach in the skill of cognitive mastery and emotional ownership because when you're in that emotional experience it feels like you're fighting reality when you're in a belief Remember, facts don't elicit an emotional response. Beliefs do. So when you're in a belief, you are in an emotion. You are having an emotional experience. And when you're trying to change that belief, when you're saying, wait, 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 I don't want to believe this. I don't want to feel this. This is not intentional. I'm not. This is not choosing this. This is happening because of the beta condition. This is happening because of an old belief system. It's so important to process that emotion because if you don't know how to process the emotion that you're feeling unintentionally, then the the resistance gets in there, the the fighting. It's like, I don't wanna feel this, I don't wanna feel this, I shouldn't be feeling this, I shouldn't be believing something different, I should be feeling something different, and there's that fighting. But that's also why it's difficult to change the belief because there's a feeling that I, I should be resisting, right? I shouldn't be feeling this, I should be resisting, this is what I wanna believe, this is what I wanna be feeling, and you try so hard to go, you're like hitting your head against that brick wall That's why processing emotion is a skill towards cognitive mastery. It's a skill towards changing your belief. It's a skill towards intentional living. Another reason why it's so hard is because of beating yourself up. I mean, people beat themselves up. They look at their beta condition. They look at their childhood beliefs and they say, Oh my gosh, you're telling me this my whole life. I've been choosing to believe this. I've been creating my reality based on this thought. And then they go back and they think they've been doing it wrong. They're pointing themselves out how wrong they've been doing them, how bad things are. And they're, they're, you know, I've talked to you guys about having a relationship with yourself. Right, Have that relationship with yourself. So imagine a sports team right, or a coach where the only thing the coach ever tells you or the only thing this other player, like a team captain, ever tells you is what you're doing wrong, right? So you go out there, you run a scrimmage, or you run a play, and you come in and the coach just tells you everything you're doing wrong. Okay, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did this wrong, go out and run it again. Okay, you come back, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, go out and run it again. Never telling you what to do right, never telling you how to improve, never giving you any tips or pointers or telling you, okay, this is what you did right. Now to get a little bit bit better, you can try that. It's just wrong, 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 wrong. You're never going to get it. You're never going to be good enough. That's kind of what your brain is doing when you go back and beat yourself up over your belief system. Okay. What you want to do is you want to have compassion with that belief system. Look, brother, here's the thing. You chose to have these beliefs not because you wanted to sabotage your adulthood, but because you were taking care of your childhood. right? If you go back and beat up your belief system and say, oh, I shouldn't have thought that because you're basically saying that where you are is where you shouldn't be. It's like being that coach that said you do this wrong, you do this wrong, you do this wrong. But by telling your team that they're doing it wrong, they're not going to get any better. right? They're not going to learn and become better basketball players or baseball players football players whatever they're just going to know how not to do it and that's all your brain is doing for you when you beat yourself up about the beliefs that created your reality if you don't like where you are right if you're unhappy with where you are the first thing you want to do is go back and look at those belief systems and be happy about where you are love where you are because you can choose to create the emotion that you want so you go back and you look And instead of beating yourself up, right, coming down on yourself, it's, okay, just like a coach, right, just like a coach of a sports team, you say, here's what you did right, right? So you look at that belief system and say, yes, when I was there and I started thinking this, I thought this for this reason, it was to keep me safe and secure because I wanted to feel safety and love and whatever it was, and I did that right. I made the right choice at that time. It wasn't the wrong choice, right? It was the right choice, and we know it was the right choice because it was the choice that was made. And the second thing you do as the coach, right, is the next thing you do with your players you say, okay, this is what you did right. Now, this is what you can do to improve. And this is what you can do now to get better on the next time you go out. And you do the same thing with yourself. So you go back, and you look at that belief, and you say, this is what I did right. I made this choice to be safe because I didn't know I was a child and I wanted to feel safety and I didn't know how the way the world works. And I made these choices and I had this knowledge and I made that choice with that knowledge. And now I'm an adult and now I have all this other understanding, all this more knowledge of the world. And now I can make new choices. Right Now I can make new choices decisions about what I want to think and what I want to believe. But that's the process. That's how we do it. If you beat yourself up, then you will not change your belief, right? (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. It's the same as, again, it's the same as a coach always telling you what you're doing wrong. And again, do you want to play on that team? That's the question. Do you want to play on that team? Would you keep going to that practice if all you're being told is what you're doing wrong? You're not even getting any better. All you're just doing is you just stop doing the wrong stuff. That's what your brain is doing when you beat yourself up. It does you no service, it does you no good, but it prevents you from being able to effectively change your beliefs. Now guys, look, I can go on and on and on about beliefs because beliefs are the key and I can guarantee you that there will be more podcasts on beliefs. In this entire month, I'm going to expose some of the beliefs that I think a lot of people think are facts and It's possible that these beliefs, because the one thing about beliefs that you want to keep in mind all the time from your alpha state is, does it serve you? Does it serve your future? Does it serve what you want to create? Not does it keep you safe, right? Not does it keep you secure. That's the old beta condition questions. But does it serve your future? And there are some theories. (laughs) theories. <laughs> I'll call them theories. There are some theories that are commonly accepted by society as facts. And I'm going to expose some of those this month because in the Spartans all this month, what we're doing is learning how to create new beliefs, the new beliefs that serve us. So if you're interested in that, if you want to create a new belief system for yourself, or even just identify the current belief system that you have, then I highly recommend. In fact, I invite you to join the Elevated Alpha Spartan Academy for the development of cognitive mastery. You can go to the male Coach.com and check that out. Right at the top there, it says work with Kevin. Click on that and you'll find it there, Elevated Alpha Society Spartans. But if you haven't already, you can also just check out a consultation call, free 45-minute call with me. And that call, what I will do is I will show you that this so-called fact that you think is causing your suffering is really a belief that you are choosing to think and that you have the power to feel amazing now to create the life that you're intended to live. Whatever you're suffering with, whatever you're struggling with, whatever issue is going on in your life, it is a thought and it may be. And if you don't think it's a thought, brother, then it's a belief, right? It's not a fact. Facts don't cause suffering, thoughts do. And if you don't know it's a thought, then it's a belief. Sign up for a consultation call, and we'll fight and we'll find it together. I promise you. I will show you the facts, and that will help you separate from that fact your subjectivity, your problem, and you'll be able to see the problem in its entirety. That's what I got for you today, my friend. Until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.